Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Welcome back. I am attorney Sean Bigley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindy Kaiser of clearancejobs.com. We're talking this segment about foreign passports and dual citizenship. Can I or can't I? Now, Lindy, I know this is something that comes up all the time on the discussion boards at Clearance Jobs, but we also see it routinely in our practice defending security clearance holders. When these issues come up, it really strikes at a, a deeply rooted fear for a lot of people. And that is, I've been here for decades. I'm naturalized. I am an American citizen uh, through and through, but I wasn't born here. And am I going to be forever tainted or somehow labeled as an outsider in the national security community because of that? How do I address that and, and overcome that hurdle. And I definitely get the anxiety that that causes. The first thing that we should say is anytime these issues come up in, in what's called foreign influence or foreign preference cases, it's not supposed to be a commentary on the individual's patriotism or lack thereof. It's really supposed to be, are there external factors that create a security risk because of this person's ties to a foreign country? In the case of foreign influence, uh, in the case of foreign preference, if you are doing something that demonstrates objectively some affinity for a foreign government, that may be different. But those cases are much more rare. I know it's hard to not take these things personally, but at the end of the day, you know, it is not supposed to be that sort of a thing. It's supposed to be an objective analysis of outside pressures. Nonetheless, when we're talking about dual citizenship and passports, there are some very clear security issues that are raised the biggest one really is if you have a foreign passport and you are traveling about using that passport to enter and exit countries, the, the U.S. government doesn't really have a great way to keep tabs on where you are and what you're doing. And as a clearance holder, they like to be able to have that capability. So if you're traveling on a U.S. passport, it's a little bit easier for them to do that. There is a, a policy in place that says, you know, as a clearance holder, you are prohibited from entering or exiting the United States on a foreign passport. You have to use your U.S. passport when coming or going. But that policy actually does not extend to overseas travel. So, you know, clearance holders with a foreign passport take note if for whatever reason you are traveling overseas and, for example, are going into a country that only allows you admission based on uh, having uh, their passport. If you were born there, that's something we see in, in a handful of countries, Israel, Colombia, a handful of other ones. That's OK. That's not going to be a problem for you in most cases. Similarly, if you are going overseas and you can say, for example, uh, you know, I'm going to country A or B and I would have to get a visa if I was going on my U.S. passport. So it's just a lot more convenient to go on my foreign passport. That's also generally not a problem. As long as there's a reason that you can articulate, usually not a big deal. But what is a problem is entering or exiting the United States on that foreign passport. But this is very different than the situation that existed up until about 2017, I believe, was when the policy changed. And do you remember, Lindy, prior to 2017, there was a policy in place at the Defense Department that prohibited clearance holders from having a foreign passport. And I think we got a lot of questions, if memory serves me, uh, back then about that issue. Do you recall that? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think this just goes to show how the security clearance process works is one of the most common pitfalls becomes when these policies change. It continues to create a lot of legacy issues for individuals, in part sometimes too, because kind of the government is is sometimes changing things in one iteration. The intelligence community sometimes has policies that are slightly different than the 95% of folks who are with DOD or other agencies. We definitely saw that with passports. So for the DOD, DOD industry folks had this policy of like surrender your passport and like rescinding your citizenship which kind of became an issue too like hey hey foreign country I'm probably working for the intelligence community now because I'm, you know, we got, you had people just doing kind of a lot of wonky things around their dual citizenship, kind of renouncing that citizenship in order to work for the government, turning in their passports to their security officers. And then security officers had these desk drawers of passports, which seemed super not like the most secure system. And I think that's why we still get a lot of questions about it now, because it's fairly recently that that policy changed. And they said, mm, no, actually, you don't need to rescind your citizenship. You don't need to turn in your passport passport to your security officer. You just need to not take advantage of the benefits of citizenship. And so, and I haven't seen cases of individuals. I, I see a lot of cases of questions about it still. So folks wondering if that's still the case, folks mistakenly trying to turn in their passport to their security officer, and then a back and forth around that. I haven't seen any issues around individuals mistakenly taking advantage of their foreign citizenship or using their passport after holding a security clearance. I don't know if you have any examples of that. Is that something that does happen still? So now you don't have to turn in your passport. Does that become an issue? Some folks on the other end don't even realize that they shouldn't still travel with it or take advantage of their citizenship. Not super common, but the the times these things come up is typically when, for example, somebody uses the foreign passport to vote in a foreign country that can raise foreign preference concerns or if they're using it to secure some sort of benefit from a foreign government, an educational benefit or healthcare, you know, something like that, or they are, you know, using it uh, for any other reason that would potentially lead a, a reasonable observer to believe that they're availing themselves of some benefit of the citizenship. Now, mere travel on that passport overseas, not entering or exiting the United States, that is not supposed to be an issue anymore. You know, arguably, yes, that's a benefit of foreign citizenship, but it's not really treated as such, at least under current policy. There are other things that are considered benefits. When we talk about foreign passports, sometimes people confuse that with uh, dual citizenship. And if you have a foreign passport, you do have the citizenship of that country but at the same time, if you have dual citizenship, you know, not everybody who has dual citizenship has a foreign passport. So having a foreign passport, yes, clear indication that you have foreign citizenship or dual citizenship. But just because you don't have a foreign passport, don't assume that you no longer hold the foreign citizenship. That is something actually that we see probably more often than any of the other things that we're talking about where somebody says, oh, I surrendered or had my passport destroyed under the old policy. So I don't have my, you know, whatever country citizenship anymore. And we have to say to them, well, that's not quite accurate. You need to probably go and research and find out what that country's law is as it pertains to dual citizenship. There are some countries that don't allow it. There's a small handful, I think India being one of them, where you know by law, if you are naturalized in another country, you automatically lose the citizenship. So that makes it real easy. But the vast majority of countries do not have a provision like that. There are some, including Iran, most notably, that generally do not allow people to renounce their citizenship at all. So just because you've 
you know, put that foreign passport through the shredder or surrendered it to a security officer or even signed something that was provided to you by your security officer. We've seen that come up too. well-meaning security officers who, you know, type something up that says, I, you know, John Smith hereby renounce my Iranian citizenship. Well, that's not going to cut it. I mean, just because you're saying that you are renouncing it, 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 it takes more than that. It's renunciation is a legal act. It's not just a verbal declaration. Bottom line, if you have any confusion on that and you're not sure if you have foreign citizenship, the best place to find answers is your country of origins, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, their equivalent of the State Department. But to be clear, you should not be contacting them. I'm talking about you know going online, looking at publicly available websites, seeing if you can figure out what that country's law and requirements are for renouncing the citizenship. And if ultimately you choose to... St- you know, to do that and you choose to actually renounce the citizenship, you know, there's no prohibition against doing that. There's also no requirement to do that. As you point out, you know, sometimes it can raise counterintelligence issues because in many cases, the the foreign country will know or at least suspect the reason why you're doing it. But that's an individual decision that should be made in consultation potentially with your security officials. Yeah, you're right, Lindy. These things change, they evolve, and the legacy and now outdated policies do create a lot of questions and misinterpretations for folks. Hopefully, the, the takeaway for anybody listening here is that old policy that prohibited clearance holder from having a foreign passport in most cases, that is null and void. You can have the foreign passport now. You just can't enter or exit the United States on it. You can't use it to do anything that would indicate a foreign preference, like voting in a foreign country or seeking benefits from a foreign government. As far as the dual citizenship piece of it, I would just caution folks, you know, if you are thinking about going out and applying for dual citizenship, I would really recommend against that. That is an action that can raise foreign preference concerns. If you have it already, you've had it since birth or since childhood, that is not something that typically would raise foreign preference concerns. So these are all, you know, kind of nuanced situations, sometimes a little complicated. When in doubt, seek out competent advice. It's always a good way to end these, Sean. When in doubt, seek competent legal counsel for your dual citizenship issues. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clearedcast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.